Have you ever heard of a skinwalker? I've avoided telling this story because I want to believe that it wasn't real. That it was just a dream, but I've read so many similar encounters that I feel like maybe I should tell someone. Maybe it was real, and something like this really lives out there. I wish I'd known it was possible back then. The story starts at my aunt's house. At the time, my mother and father were going through a divorce. I was about 11, and my youngest sister was only 6. The details of the divorce don't really matter, but we were staying at my aunt's house with my mom until she could find a place she could afford on her own. My sister and I were too young to fully understand, so it was almost like a vacation. It helped that my aunt had a really cool house. It was big and seemed even bigger to a couple of kids. I don't really know how's lingo, but it was very modern with two long main wings. One-sided house, the bedrooms, and a small library. The other had the kitchen. The kitchen had these huge windows that kind of lots more modern-styled houses have, where they take up the whole wall. Nestled in this wall of windows was a sliding glass door. But my sister and I really used it because it was large, heavy, and hard for us to open. Another thing about these windows, though, was that they faced the woods. My aunt's house was surrounded right on the edge of a large wooded area. The trees ended only a couple of feet away from where the sliding glass door was. Of course, this was one of the benefits of her house. Living near the woods was peaceful, or at least that's what my aunt always said. My aunt had a small sitting area by the windows where she could watch nature. She told us that oftentimes she'd had little herds of deer walk through, and that she'd even seen a mountain lion once. Anyway, you get the idea. It was a big house with big windows and sat close to the woods. But the majority of the time that we lived there, we had no issue. My sister and I would even go play in the woods always staying in sight of the house. My mother would often sit in the sitting area by the windows and keep an eye on us. We'd play hide and seek or tag or see if we can climb the trees. Things change at night though. I hated those windows at night. When I walked down the long hallway to the south wing of the house to get a glass of water from the kitchen or something, I'd always see the trees moving, swaying unnaturally. Not like from wind, where it started from the top and worked its way down. But like something was pushing against them from below, and the tree shook from that. It freaked me out, but I was only 11, so it wasn't that hard. I'd usually just hurry up, get my water, run back to my room. I hated it so much that I really forgot to get water before bed after the first couple of times. I wasn't risking that creepy shit again. Later on, I wasn't given a choice though. One night, I had a dream my mother was calling me. Her voice was coming from the kitchen, asking for my help with something. I stood up from bed 
and Mabel way towards where she called. My brain fuzzy from sleep. Her voice was soft, but carried to me as I walked warm and familiar. The closer I got to the weirder it sounded, becoming slightly distorted and deeper. It was like a mix of my mother's voice with some animalistic cries that just got louder until I was shocked awake. Just before I stepped through the doorway into the kitchen. I quickly looked around, confused. My mom wasn't there, and the whole house was dark except for the moonlight that illuminated just enough of the room for me to know that it was empty. I shrugged it off as a sleepwalking dream, though I never had one before. So I turned around and walked back to my room. A few nights passed before it happened again. This time, it was my father who called me. Please. He called. I need to talk to you from here. Just like last time, I stood up from my bed like in a trance, aware and unaware of what I was doing. Each step brought me closer to the kitchen where I could hear my father. His voice becoming more gravely and broken as I walked. I stepped into the kitchen and thought I saw him there, standing by the kitchen in the island, illuminated in the moonlight. Then he turned and looked at me, and I woke up, realizing there was nothing there after all. It took a few days again, but on the third night I heard my little sister. She was crying for me, telling me she hurt herself. She needed my help. I stood up and started hurrying into the kitchen. This time I could barely notice when her voice started changing, becoming distorted, gasped. As I drew closer, I stepped into the kitchen and saw her. She was now crying on the ground near the windows. I started to walk over to her, but I stopped when I realized something. She was kneeling behind the glass. She was outside. Her cries became a laugh, and I startled awake, but still saw a shape kneel just outside the window. Only it was bigger and dark and misshaped. I screamed in terror and moved, faster than anything I'd seen before, disappearing into the woods. My mother came running from her room, turning on the lights and comforting me. I told her about the sleepwalking and passing, so she chalked it up to me and still haven't been asleep when I told her about the monster. She walked me back to my room and had me take some sleeping medicine to help me get back to sleep. After that, everything, everything seemed to be okay. A week passed, and then two. My mom found a nice apartment that she planned to move us into. My sister and I were sad to leave, but I was secretly relieved. I'd been on edge every night since it happened, wondering if it would call to me again. But everything was silent until the night before we were meant to leave. I was just starting to drift off to sleep when I heard shuffling outside my door. I froze, certain that the monster had returned for me, that it somehow got into the house and was about to open my door. But the sound simply moved past me and down the hallway towards the kitchen. I stayed where I was, waiting to make sure that it wasn't a trick then, 
got up as quietly as I could, and crept over to the door. I hovered, unsure if I should open it. After a few seconds, I made up my mind to run up to my mom's room and wake her up. I slowly crept out the open door and peeked into the hallway towards where the sounds were coming from. There, at the end of the hallway, and shuffling into the kitchen was the form of my little sister. <laughs> I blinked and then squeezed my eyes and opened them again, making sure that I wasn't asleep. But no, she was real, and she was disappearing into the kitchen right before my eyes. As I realized this, I realized I could hear something, a kind of faraway moaning whine coming from the direction she was going. Dread spread out my body, and I looked down the hallway at my mom's door. The opposite direction that my sister was walking. Fear told me to run and get her first, but instinct moved my feet towards the kitchen where my sister had gone out of my sight. I ran as silently as I could down the hall and peered around the doorway to look for her. There she was. She was standing right in front of the windows, her eyes open but glazed. As I watched, I realized the trees were swaying the same way they used to, but much faster now. And the swaying seemed to be getting closer, moving towards us at an alarming speed. I could hear branches breaking and the trees creak in protest as something hit them. And the moaning whine I had heard from far away was getting louder, sounding like a dying animal. One tree was rocked so violently, a flock of birds flew screaming out into the night air. As this was happening, my sister was reaching out for something, the lock on the sliding door. Even at 11, I knew something was coming through the window towards us, and it was running, sprinting, right at my sister. I ignored my brain, screaming at me to run the other way and race towards my sister. The noise was all-encompassing now. It had become a screeching so loud, it sounded like it was all around me. I grabbed my sister around the waist, pulling her back just before her fingers touched the lock. Then I pulled both of us behind the wall inside the windows, just out of sight. <laughs> the sound stopped, the trees no longer swayed, and the screeching had fallen silent. I could hear my sister breathing frantically, but I held her mouth closed, willing her not to cry. My own breathing was shallow and fast, but as I tried to quiet it, I realized there was another sound. My sister's breathing, my breathing, and even breathing of someone, something else, standing just outside the window next to us. A too large humanoid shadow blocked the moonlight that usually fell into the kitchen, and I watched the figure reach its unnaturally long arm. I felt my breath as I heard a scratch against the sliding door and saw the shadow of the creature's arm touch where the handle door was. After a second, the creature withdrew its arm and let it fall to its side. Then it stood there, still for what felt like hours. <laughs> Finally, the shadow shrunk, and all I could hear, whatever it was, 
leaving. The underbrush rustled. The tree swayed, but the sound moved away this time, instead towards us. Still, I didn't move. I waited until all traces of its presence was gone. Before I slowly pulled my sister away toward the hall, keeping out of sight of the window as much as I could. My sister was crying as I let her down the hall, and I think I was squeezing her hand too tight, but I felt overwhelming relief as I opened the door to my mother's room and crawled into her bed. My mother never believed us, of course, and we moved away the next day. I refused to return to my aunt's house ever since, and she eventually moved away. I've never had an encounter like that again. But that might be because I stay away from the woods like a plague now. If you're a fan of hiking or camping or living near nature, all I can say to you is good luck. <laughs>